Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, January the 24th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, outlandish, which means out of the ordinary or unreasonable, outlandish. I hope everyone has enjoyed their weekend and the beginning of the work week is here once again. Time is it's upon us once again. So happy Monday to you all. Man, did you guys catch that, uh, the NFL championship playoff weekend? Man, it was a, woo, they had every game. Every single game was down to the wire and was won by a field goal. Every game, they didn't miss a beat. 49ers defeated the Green Bay Packers 13-10 by a field goal last few seconds of the game. Tampa Bay was defeated by the Los Angeles Rams 30-27 last second field goal. Bengals defeated the Tennessee Titans 19-16, last-second field goal. That was a, a kind of a shocker to an extent. Derrick Henry came back. I uh, couldn't get anything going. Looks like the it's the Bengals' year. They're, they're running on, on, on all cylinders. They're running. They're running and gunning. They're doing it. And finally, the game of the week ends. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills 42-36, last-second field goal. That was the game of the weekend for me and many others because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they looked like gunslingers. They were throwing those balls left and right, left and right, up and down, all around. It was an old-fashioned shootout. But in the end, Patrick Mahomes pulled it off and got his team within uh, field goal range, and they kicked the field goal, won the game. Man, that was a good game. That's quite possibly, predictably, they're saying this could be the future of the NFL. Those AFC teams, they have some top-notch young quarterbacks that are doing their thing, and they are showing out. <laughs> they just are. Man. That Bills and, and Kansas City game, that was the game. That was the game right there. If if you watched it, you have to agree. Because they were just slinging those balls everywhere, connecting. You know, uh Josh Allen, they they were down and he came back with two uh what could have been or should have been two winning drives, touchdowns, thrown. But like I said, Patrick Mahomes somehow, some way. Composed himself and pulled his team within field goal range, and they kicked the extra point. And 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 on the NFC side, back to that 49ers <laughs> and Green Bay game. You know I was going to do it. I, I, you 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 guys knew. You just knew. I told you they would choke, and they choked. Green Bay, and sadly, uh, Aaron Rodgers walked off the field. You could tell he had just been crushed. <laughs> So sad. Too bad, buddy. Bye. You know, they, they're talking about him and Tom Brady quite possibly retiring. 
Uh, Tom Brady said, I haven't really thought about it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. He, he, he may be trying to go to another team because, you know, at the beginning of the year, he, he kind of sort of made it known that he didn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. He was having problems with the front office. So we'll see what happens. The Green Bay has a pretty good backup quarterback, though, young guy. But back to that game, 49ers and Green Bay. Man, the temperature in Green Bay, the frozen tundra, was nine degrees. Now, when the game started, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, I just call him Grop. <laughs> I can't say Gropla, the 49ers quarterback. Man, they were slinging those balls so hard and so fast. Those receivers couldn't hold on to the ball. They were dropping that nine degree temperature, and you got a quarterback that has an arm on him, man. That when the ball hits your hand, that's it. They dro- <laughs> they were dropping them left and right. They just were, man. It, it it was a great weekend for football. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did. I caught a few of the uh, last minutes of the game because you know, of course, I had to work a lot of those days. That Tampa Bay and Rams game caught that one. Bills and Chiefs caught that one. Bengals and and Titans. I caught a little bit of it. I was getting off work, and the 49ers and the uh, Green Bay. <laughs> I caught that one. <laughs> it did my heart good to see Green Bay get defeated. Man, you guys got defeated on your home field, and temperature that 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 and weather that should have been conducive to you guys. Because they were saying, you know, hey, the 49ers, they're from the West Coast, LA, uh, San Fran. They're not used to the cold weather. Yeah, looked like they held it together long enough to defeat the uh, Green Bay Packers. They just did. Man, that was a good game. That was a good game also. All those games were good. Like I said, every single one of them came down to the what? A field goal. Last few seconds of the game. Every single last one of them. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been done. I'm quite sure there, there's some guys going back trying to check it out, but I don't know if that's ever been done. Every single game in, 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 in a, this type of environment came down to the uh, a field goal. And, and another thing that has came out, like I said, quite possibly could be the end of uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and maybe Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's going to come back. I, I really do. I think he's going to come back. Uh, not too sure about Aaron Rodgers, but one thing that came out, they were saying, finally, first time in a while, we won't have uh, 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 dominant quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady. I'm glad to. I, I got to be honest with you. I-, I love football. I love competition, but I got tired of seeing the same old teams or, or same old quarterbacks in the Super Bowl dominating every year. I just did. I just did. Uh Put a little spice in it. Let these young guys come in and see what they can do. And and from the looks of it, man, they're they're looking pretty good. Bengals quarterback's looking pretty good, too. I can't rightly remember his name, but he looked pretty good. Just did. Like I said, the Bengals are are, are running and gunning. They're they're running on all cylinders. They ain't stopping for nothing. Man, a great weekend for football. Just was. And as far as the weather uh, here in North Carolina, I mean, you know, I told you guys we got some snow uh, Friday. And, and of course, you know, uh, temperatures dropped down low Friday and Saturday night. And Sunday, I believe Saturday was 18 degrees at night. So a lot of that stuff refroze. And and now here we are Monday, the the kitties 
or out of school. <laughs> Remote learning. Daughter's here with me. Uh, man, uh, glad to see that snow come and go. I just am. I just am. And uh, moving on here, Russia, 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 Russia. Looks like Russia is, is trying to invade Ukraine, crossing that, inching closer and closer to crossing that border. And Ukraine has received help from the United States. The United States is sending weapons. Ooh, how surprising. Weapons and ammunition and other equipment to help them uh, keep Russia uh, from crossing that border. Yeah, that's what Russia does. 27 years later, and here we are once again, because Russia did it back in, I believe it was 95, somewhere around there. They were doing the same thing, inching closer and closer. So here we go again, 27 years later. Same old thing. Uh, I'll let you guys, I'll keep you guys posted on that. I may do a little something later on this week about that, that because uh, it certainly is heating up. Just is. Man. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens because the U.S. has said that if Russia comes across that border, there will be uh, dire consequences, swift actions. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we will see. Excuse me about that. I usually turn this thing down before I get started, and I forgot today, it appears. I'm not a fan. I, I have to be one of my pet peeves is, is these notifications and, and that's why at night when I go to bed, I, I, I put the do not disturb on. I can't sleep <laughs> with all that dinging and pinging all night from those social media uh, sites. So, yeah, I usually turn it down. I usually turn it down. I forgot today, but just turned it down now. Uh, aggravating, aggravating. It just is one of my pet peeves. But, hey, we, we've gotten into to that point now where we, we it's expected. It just is. All right. Let's go Get it. Wow. And here we go again. More gun violence. This time in Harlem, New York. Friday night, 911 received a call from a woman who identified herself as a mother and said she was having an issue with her 47-year-old son who had moved up from Maryland to uh, help take, take care of her. Apparently she was ill, so he came back home to his mama. Okay. And he had become problematic, is what she the term she described. Still didn't say what the problem was. Didn't specify. So three officers arrived on the scene after speaking to the mother and uh, another son that was in the apartment. Two officers are, approached the rear bedroom. A rookie officer who, officer who was 24 and another officer who was 27 with a third officer uh Still talking to the mother and the other son. So when they approached the rear bedroom, they found themselves under fire. The rookie officer, sadly, was, was shot and later died. The uh, second officer, his, his backup or his, uh, I, I guess you would call it uh, leading officer or, or training officer, uh, tried to step into the kitchen, a duck into the kitchen, but he was struck two times also with uh, life-threatening injuries. He remains in intensive care. He has been moved to another hospital. Now, the third officer returned fire, striking the son two times. Now, here, here's where it, it gets, um, this is where that gun violence and gun control comes into play. Because if, when, when I just listen to this story. Apparently, he had a Glock 45 with an extension or, or a drum magazine. It was modified. 
Now, that drum magazine held up to 70 rounds, they're saying. Now, it was stolen from a Baltimore, Maryland security officer by her son, who was 13 at the time. He did face charges. He was arrested. But the gun was never recovered until Friday. Now, the, the suspect, he does have a, a criminal record. He was arrested one time in New York City back in 2003 for narcotics. And he had four other arrests outside of New York City for unlawful possession of a weapon and assaulting a police officer. He had a record, he had a track record. In fact, that's probably the reason, like I said, uh, it was believed that he had behavioral problems. But like I said earlier, he came up from Maryland to help his mother out who became, who was ill. And she said flat out, she made it clear before he came, no weapons in her home. Doesn't look like he uh, followed her request too well. He had a stolen 45 Glock modified with a drum round that held 70 rounds in her apartment. And it just became chaos. Now, they're saying that they believe he had behavioral problems because of some uh, anti-government and anti-police material he had posted on social media. Here you guys go with that social media again. I, I, I keep telling people, uh, they monitor social media. If you're thinking law enforcement <laughs> doesn't monitor these so, this is social media to help them solve crimes or or, or determine or, or come up with a profile of an individual, you're sadly mistaken. You're, you're in your little media social media uh, fantasy land world because, yeah, just like you and I hop on social media, they do also. Why wouldn't they? That would that 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 why wouldn't they do that? Now, like I said, the mother made it known, hey, no guns in here. But when she spoke to the officers, she said she couldn't um, she didn't know if he had any weapons. Well, they they, they found out. Now, the uh, New York City mayor and the governor of New York, of course, are calling on politicians to get a handle on gun violence and gun control. Now, the mayor himself is pushing for uh, Joe Biden's, President Biden's BBB, Build Back Better bill, to get passed so funds can be directed to help with gun violence. Those, you know, those programs, those outreach programs to curb the gun violence where you, you take these... Uh, young kids that quite possibly are involved with guns or whatever, or get their attention diverted elsewhere to do something. Apparently that's a part of that uh, build back better infrastructure bill also. Now, uh, President Biden, he took the Twitter Saturday and sent his condolences and to the fallen officer's family and acknowledged also the seriousness and dangers officers face daily. Uh, like I've said before, this is a prime example of, I'm sorry, the guns aren't the problem. It's the, it's the individuals that are standing behind that trigger, the fools that are standing behind the trigger. that are, uh, That's the problem. So if, if you can, uh, I, I guess that's a part, like I said, a part of that, be, that build back better bill they're trying to get past where they're going to have some funds set up to, to help. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work, the curb the gun violence. I guess the programs if for the younger ones. But this guy was 47 years old. He's a grown man, a year younger than me. He knew better. Uh, behavioral problems are no behavioral problems. He knew better. 
So, uh, like I said, uh, the guns aren't the problem. It's the individuals behind that trigger. Certainly praying for, for all those involved, the police officer's family, the one that passed and the one that, that remains in critical condition. Praying for his mother also. You know, gun violence, it affects any and everyone around. It just does. It just does. If you say, why would you pray? Why are you praying for the uh, the mother? Uh, she Well, hey. It, more often than not, uh, us as parents, all we can do is raise these kids. And when they become grown, they do what they want to. You can say, well, maybe, no, no, no. I, I can't help, I hold that mother responsible. Uh, I'm sure she's going through it too. Because, I mean, like I said, it, it, she called the police. She was having problems with him. And he turned around and did this. Yeah, politicians all over. Of course, you know, the gun violence. Uh, the, the gun violence advocates and, and, and the gun control advocates have already came out and said, hey, this is a prime example of, of, of uh, needing a better handle and control on, on gun control in this country. Yes, we do. But taking guns away is not the problem. You got to change that mindset of individuals who think it's OK when they have a confrontation or a disagreement with someone to go pick up a gun. Just is. Have to change that. Just do. Just do. Man, like I said, praying for everyone involved in, in, in that scenario, that mess. That's, that's just a mess. Sweet Jesus. A Glock 45 with a drum round that holds 70 rounds. What? Shootout? I, I, I always ask. I don't understand the shootout or the, the thought process of a shootout or a war in folks' minds that they would feel comfortable having all that ammunition and all that firepower. That ain't protecting yourself. That's you going out into the world trying to just, just destruction, mass destruction. That ain't protecting yourself. Glock 45 with all that ammunition and firepower on top. A Glock 45 already has enough firepower. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think you need any any extras unless you just one that's out there looking for trouble. I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? What do I know? All right, let's move along here. Well, looks like the great resignation era or the great quit era rages on and it's gaining momentum like a ball rolling down a hill. Now, you remember uh, months ago, I spoke to you guys about that great resignation. What they were finding was that people that were in these jobs or industries where they found out that they were expendable and it could just be have their job snatched away from up under them at any given moment for any given reason. A lot of people quit those jobs and they went into different sectors or found something new to do, it looks like. Now, according to recent labor numbers from the Labor Department's Job Opening and Labor Turnover Survey. In August and September of last year, it stood at 4.3 million Americans that had quit their job. That's about 2.9%. Now, in November, two months later last year, they uh, the Labor Department reported they were seeing historic numbers, high numbers, I'm sorry, historic, historic high numbers of those that were quitting their jobs. So much so to the tune of 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs. That's 3%. Now, employers posted 10.6 million job openings. And, and here, here's where you, it lets you know 
that that this these numbers aren't off they are spot on because uh what they said also that that was down from 11 million the previous month however the openings have now topped 10 million for six straight months so six straight months of 10 million job openings where people are saying no thank you i'm not dealing with it now you if you ask yourself why the pandemic of course covid-19 it exposed the fact that you know you could easily be laid off no money dependent on uh, it could be dependent on unemployment and that further uh makes you feel you have no future of course now the industries that were hard hit by this well of course the restaurant and hotel industry people just didn't come back they realized hey man I, i'm stuck in this pandemic i can't work because a lot of the businesses a lot of the businesses had to, they just didn't have to close down. They went out of business because they didn't have any revenue coming in. Now, there's a professor at uh, Howard University's economic department. He, he came up with a, a compare and contrast, and it makes sense. He came up with a compare and contrast between the United States and Europe, Australia, and Canada. Now, they were battling, you know, these countries were battling the same pandemic shutdowns as the United States. But instead of of what these countries did was, unlike the United States, they took an approach of separation versus retention. While the governments of these foreign land end up paying employers to keep employees connected, that's that retention, to their jobs during the pandemic, while the United States would shut down also, and it paid unemployment. Which, have, which had actually forced many, many, once the payment stopped and businesses didn't open back up, couldn't open back up, they didn't have any income, that's your separation. So what, they, what he's saying is the United States, when they went on that unemployment run, they pretty much gave people the, the, the mindset or understanding that they were being separated, that they may quite possibly need to go get and seek employment elsewhere. That looks like what has happened. When these unemployment benefits ran out or, or are going to run out in some places, and they if you're in the restaurant or, or quite possibly the hotel industry, the restaurant industry more specifically, a lot of those businesses didn't open back up. They had to shut down completely, went bankrupt. They exacerbated their funds. Even when we went to that modified where you you know there was few people allowed in a restaurant at a time or or you ate outside. A lot of those uh, restaurant owners before that was given to them or they were allowed to, their funds were pretty much depleted if they weren't altogether depleted. So they closed down and that's what happened. That's your retention side. The United States didn't try to retain. Maybe, just maybe, with, with, with them not uh, focusing on retaining, uh, maybe they saw something, uh, maybe they saw something we didn't know. Like this, uh, you know, the Green New Deal, like the Biden uh, Build Back Better bill, because that that part of that bill is talking about, you know, the Green New Deal, the energy, the auto side with the batteries or whatever. These are job openings that are people are going to need to be trained for. So maybe that uh, that maybe that came into play. If that makes sense. But, yeah, the U.S. did kind of slip and drop the ball, uh, unlike the, you know, like the, the countries that I named, Europe. Uh, Australia, 
and, and I can't remember the other country in Canada where, where they focus more on the retention, bringing people back. The U.S. said, no, nah, well, I'm just going to pay you, pay you unemployment and let you sit around and do nothing. We're not going to worry about bringing you back. We're going to separate you. That appears to be what 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 happened. Just us. And, and like I've said numerous times with the pandemic, uh, COVID exposed a lot. But it may have have just opened a lot of people's eyes and get to getting an understanding of how expendable they were on these jobs and how these jobs, uh, they were just dead end jobs. Now, the, the professor goes on to say uh, there's no need for an alarm because these people are quitting the bad jobs, those dead end jobs. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you, unless you're an owner of a restaurant and you're just a waiter or waitress or, or dishwalk. Dish, dish, dishwasher or cook. Yeah, it, I, I don't mean to thumb my nose down on anybody, but I think now people are realized, have realized and accepted those were dead-end jobs. So he's saying no need to worry. Hmm. Um, like I said, COVID exposed a lot, put a lot of people on notice, made a lot of people take a long, hard look at their lives. And of course they changed and they switched over. Because a lot of these, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. Uh, like I said, also, there's a lot of opportunities online. Now, what another thing that came up, people were saying that, you know, when they people switch jobs, there was the mindset or belief that you had to have a degree or certification in a certain job. What they found is that a lot of companies, a lot of these companies, they were offering free training. So a lot of these people that were laid off or or, or kicked to the curb, they went for those programs, went, went for those jobs. So that's a plus also. Just is. Uh, COVID, the pandemic, shook everything up. And for some, as, as, as crazy as it sounds, for some, it may have shook things up for the better. Because it looks like people are saying, nah, I ain't doing that. Uh, you're not going to uh, pull and jerk me around any longer. Maybe it got a lot of people up off their, their you-know-what and made them go out and get it. I think that's going to come out also. That's a plus. That is a plus. Uh, I got to be honest with you, more specifically with me, this right here, what you're listening to, this podcast, this came about because of the pandemic. Yeah, I know I jokingly say there was my midlife crisis, but it came about because of the pandemic. I realized how expendable I was working in retail. So maybe it's a, a, a midlife crisis and a venting tool also. But hey, I don't know what may happen or what may spawn off from this. A lot of us as, as adults that have been in the workforce for a while, we realized or we were forced to acknowledge and accept that. Yeah, we are expendable. The rug could be snatched from up under us at any given moment, and there's not one solitary thing we could do about it, but roll with it. Just is. Just did. COVID. <laughs> COVID did it. It shook it up. It shook up the work. It looks like it shook up the uh, labor market also. There's a lot of people, yeah, they, that, that entrepreneurial spirit for many came out also, not just switching jobs or going into a different industry. A lot of entrepreneurs that came out because of COVID. Certainly is a different country we're, we're, we're in right now, let alone the world, but just a different country. The United States has changed. 
Uh, usually when there's a change like this of this magnitude, it's a war, an all-out war. But this time it, it was a virus. And also what they're saying about uh, the COVID is they're discovering or admitting that we're pretty much going to have to live with it. Uh, Dr. Fauci came out and said that he just hope he just wants everyone to know that it's not about getting rid of COVID now. It's about just having it under control to that it, to the point that it becomes another part of a, a resp respiratory uh, ailment control. Common cold, even. That's what I'm thinking. Because years ago, I can remember in early 2000, they were speculating that the common cold would be done away with and we would have an another virus. Maybe it's, this is it's COVID. Sounds feasible if you think about it. Like I said, COVID has shaken up the United States and it has changed. It is changing. And if you're not willing to change with it, uh-oh, stand by to stand by. As we all know as adults in this world, life will roll on you whether you're ready or not. Time stops for no one. And that's look, that looks like what COVID is done or has done. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.